You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
Welcome to the Love Zone USA. You're in the zone tonight for sure. It's Thursday night, January 17th, and I'd like to thank those of you who uh, called, text, Facebook, whatever, however you sent the message last week. I thank you so much for showing and acknowledging my birthday. It felt really good to know that you got people who think about you, especially on the day you were born. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I hope you're listening tonight. Yeah, because we got a birthday gift for not only me, but for you. It's musical tonight. We are going to get into our musical uh, gifts to you, starting off the new year, with a uh, gentleman that uh, will be around here at 8.30. I'll tell you his name in just a minute, but I want to remind each of each and every one of you that if you have to leave the show tonight for any reason, you need to know that you can get us on TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, yeah, all of those platforms. You can download a free app. And listen to the Love Zone USA Take the show on the go as we always say So you never miss out on a show Here inside the Love Zone Because it's always recorded And you can listen to it on those shows On those platforms And uh, who are we going to have tonight? Well, one of my favorites Yeah, this is a birthday gift to me Thank you, Emily Emily Sierra, my executive assistant And uh, she's a producer now Of the Plus Size Life Entertainment Show she got him on the show, so um, we're, we're, I'd like to thank her for doing that for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is going to be a real great evening. And I'd like to say hello to everyone out there listening, and you tell a friend or two on Instagram. Um, hit them up on Facebook or Twitter. Let them know that keyboardists, Grammy nominee keyboardists, pianists, will be here tonight around 830. His name is Bob Baldwin, smooth jazz artist, and he's one of the best. You'll get a chance to check him out with yours truly. We're going to give you nonstop Bob Baldwin music tonight. We're going to mix in a few things here and there, but uh, for the majority of the next two hours, you're going to be hearing a lot of Bob Baldwin's music, and uh, it's going to be my pleasure to play it for you. So with no further ado, and kicking it off live right here inside the Love Zone USA, I'm going to give you some Bob Baldwin right now. Yes, because when he gets here, the title of this song is the title Revive. Well, I can tell you when he gets here, we're going to be vibing on the Love Zone USA.
Love Zone USA. Back to back to back to back to back to back.
That's called Revive, Mr. Bob Baldwin. He'll be here at 830. We're going to let you uh, speak to him, too, and get to know him a little bit. We're going to spend an evening with Bob and his music. Here inside the Love Zone USN, we've got more of it coming up right after this. Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows. Singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. And all you have to do is uh, send an email to sales at TheLoveZoneUSA.com and we'll be happy to get you some information on how your business or your website can get uh, exposure all the way through iTunes, uh, Radio, Spotify, all over all these platforms, as well as blogtalkradio.com. It's Mike T on this Thursday night, and boy, I am uh, celebrating. I'm still celebrating my birthday. This has been a good week, and it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good summer, and this is the kind of music you need to take on the beach to the summer, because I always do. I know we got a snowstorm for those of you on the East Coast coming around, but uh, this kind of music you can get cozy to, you know, on the East Coast as well. So we're going to be featuring it all evening long. It's Mr. Bob Baldwin. He's uh, nominated for several Grammys this year. We're going to talk to him about that as well as uh, get some more information on Bob, and you'll get a chance to meet and greet him. He'll be here in just a little while, and uh, we're going to talk to him and get to know not only the music, but the man as well. And don't forget, tomorrow night, Friday, we've got Tony Diamond and the Tony Diamond Countdown, the Love Zone USA Countdown, where you hear the best variety of hip-hop, today's R&B, and the top seven songs of the last seven days. That's tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. I'm going to continue with more music. This is Bob Baldwin. This one is called Funkin' for Jamaica on LoveZoneUSA.com.
Hi, this is Phil Perry. And when I listen to love songs, I listen to Love Zone USA with Mike T. Doesn't get any better. Now, 
Yes, they are. It's one of my favorite keyboardists, I got to tell you. I don't go anywhere without this man on my iPod, on my Masterpiece Amplifier, wherever I go, I got to take his music. And he has a variety of it, of which we're going to play a lot of it tonight. And I think uh, he's here right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring him on. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet and greet our uh, guest tonight who is a Grammy nominee artist, this uh, 61st Grammys, and I think he's on the line. Is that you, Bob? Hey, brother. How you feeling, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? It's a pleasure to meet you and an honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you for having me, my man. You from uh, you from New York? Yeah, I'm from the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're having a, we're having a, big, a big Apple conversation, huh? <laughs> if you want to call it that, <laughs> you know, you know I I'm from Alberta, few... brother. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that when I was reading, and I and I missed you a few times at the trumpets. But I said, I'm the next one. I'm oh, not gonna miss yes. it. I'm not gonna miss it. I just was tied up at the times that I saw it advertised. I said, oh man, every time. Miss, miss so, it again. Huh? I've only yeah, done it no, 13 years in a row, man. At some point, you'll you'll get it right. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another place I would have loved to see see, see you uh, perform at is, uh, which I like their sound system, BB Kings. Yeah, I haven't played there in a long time. I think '02 when they had the uh, the 9/11 uh, musical jazz tribute. That's I think the last time I did it, man. '02. Oh really? It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, CD101 okay. was still on the air. That's how long ago that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a minute. That's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the room and I like the sound system primarily over there, you know. And I yeah, used to do too. sound for John Luciano. I, I used to do the sound. I was a sound engineer for John Luciano, and you know I'm very keen on, oh, you know, the okay for a live artist. And uh, those who can God work the board, great, great, what a great artist. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was a master at his craft. He uh, he yes, cut through on a I very agree. unique type sound. Very unique type sound. Yeah. So let me get, let me get into yeah. you now. Listening to your music, I'm a I'm an old jazz musician, but I knew I I, I wasn't gonna make enough money to pay the rent <laughs> playing the bass clarinet. So I love to talk to people. Wow. Actually, actually do it for a living. Yeah, I used to play jazz down at the Village Gate uh, when I was a teenager with uh, Charlie Ellen and them. And uh, oh my I just that's great. That's great. I just, I just didn't think I was going to make it in jazz with, uh, you know, bass clarinet, jazz, leads, you know, instrument. But anyway, I like to talk to people like you who have made a living doing jazz. And I and I love the smooth jazz. I like straight-ahead jazz. So as a jazz musician, who did you listen to growing up? That's that's my favorite question for you guys. Well, the influences came through my father because he was a pianist. So he he kind of he kind of kind of led me down the, the, the path of jazz. Um, okay. He, uh, you know, we grew up in Westchester County, and um, used to go down to the city a lot. And he's watching. He's he actually was was a, a pianist, not professionally by trade. He was an engineer by day, but uh, loved the okay. jazz in the evening. And he, and I, you know, he for for a while there he played um, he played along with um, with Keita Betts, who was the uh, bassist 
and uh, he played a lot with Ella Fitzgerald. He didn't know for, uh, for his work with Ella. Yeah, and Art Davis, who was the last bass player for John Coltrane. So my Whoa. dad had me uh, had me hanging. He had me hanging out, you know, at five six years old with those cats, and also, uh, I you know I met uh, Max Roach when I was like you know ten years old, and I remember those. Oh. I remember those times, man. It was really an amazing amazing time as as, as a child. But uh, in terms of listening to other uh, piano players, Oscar Peterson was at the top of the list. Uh, Whoa. Art okay. Tatum. Okay. Yeah. Um, some Bud Powell. Um, and uh, and you know, that's you know that's that's just tip of the iceberg at you know at that age, man. It was it was a lot of fun listening to that that level of musicianship and checking out jazz, at, you know, while I was sitting back reading uh, Peanuts magazine. <laughs> so my next question, you know, when 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 you say you listen to those guys, Oscar Peterson and them, I mean, you were listening to some heavy. I, I can hear yes. some of that. I can hear, but but what I'm really gonna get to from our audience out there is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure most people think that, and and out of the people you listed, uh, most of them were great jazz musicians, and a lot of that was straight ahead. And I like uh-huh. to say. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but you can correct me if I'm wrong because maybe, you know, you guys listen to it a little closer than I do because i got to be somewhat commercial to, with, 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 with the way life goes. But I want to say that Grover Washington Jr., to me, was the first uh-huh. jazzist to kind of do some smooth jazz. He kind of crossed it over to R&B. I'd have to say you're probably right. that He might be the first guy to fuse the R&B with the jazz when they started uh, plugging in the electric bass and putting the mic in the kick drum that definitely mm-hmm. changed the game for, for the sound of jazz right yeah to me now and I back then wrong. back I'm then you had the, back then you had the Fender Rose and, and the Whirlister which were pretty prominent keyboards at that time and uh, that added a nice little uh, edge to it but yeah he's uh, he's gotta be uh you know, if not the first, one of the first to do that do that fusion thing between R and B and jazz. Yeah, yeah, they kind of merge them together. So, my mm-hmm. follow up question to the jazz artists that you listen to: What R and B or funk artists did you listen to? Mm. Well, growing up in the '60s, it was many options, as you know. Um, right. It was it was more. Of on, more on the melodic tip, listening to a lot of you know Motown music, um, you know Marvin Gaye, uh, okay. Smokey Robinson. You know, I really, okay. I really got into the whole compositional piece for the uh, for the R and B for R and B side. But then, of course, it was Aretha Franklin with her sound, and then you mm-hmm. had the uh, the Stacks the Stacks record label, you know, down in Memphis with you know Isaac Hayes and, right. and um, Staple Singers. So it was it was a blend of all of that, and then uh, growing up in New York, they had a great AM radio station, New York, which you probably remember called WABC. Yep. And yep. that and that was uh, that was really where I got my my pop my pop vibe from. So I got I got the the jazz at home. My sister was about seven years older than me, so she turned me on to all the uh, all the soul records. Um, okay. Of course, we got to throw James Brown in there as well. 
And uh, so that was that was like the '60s, my vibe in the '60s. And um, you know, then the '70s came, and you know, everybody started plugging in their their stuff, and, and it you know went to a different place in a in a for, in a in a good way. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that brings me to kind of sort of my first couple of records with you. We're going to get into a lot more because we got plenty of time, but I'm not going to keep you all mm-hmm. night. But uh, this first one, why don't you tell me how this, uh, you know, how you got the inspiration for this first song I want to play. It's called Stand Tall that uh, mm. I want to kick off. Well, of course, 9-11-01 hit, and I was in Yonker. I was actually in Cortland Manor at the time. I was getting a um, getting a, uh, a you know deli sandwich in the morning, and the, and the guy in the deli had this uh, TV set. I had just left the house after the first uh, the first uh, building got hit, and when I was at the deli, the second one got hit, and we were wow. all just standing there in awe, just blown away. Um, wow. And you know, and we know, and we know everything that that kind of happened after that in terms of how it affected the entire. Not only country but the world. Um, right. I got a call maybe about uh, probably later that day or, or later in that week from the guys at CD One Hundred One, and they didn't have any any smooth jazz for like like with a patriotic vibe. And so, um, but the first thing I went after was the album called The American Spirit. And we did uh, God Bless America. We did a version of um, Star Spangled Banner and uh, America the Beautiful. We did uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And we had all kinds of smooth guys, smooth smooth jazz special guests like Phil Perry and Dean James and uh, Kaylee Minucci and the late great Chuck Loeb. Um, Cafe, Cafe da Silva uh, from Brazil, who lived in New York at the time. And so uh, I was just real, real pregnant with with a bunch of music that year, and then I ended up having, ended up writing like a second album, and the second album was uh, was was standing tall, and that's how that album just came about because I was just I was just flowing with music at that time, and uh, so we did a second album, and so stand tall was kind of the theme song, the 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 call, the answering call to uh, to nine eleven. Just telling people from New York, just uh, keep your head up high and just stay motivated and you know, don't give up and stay strong, stand tall. That's that's what that that's what that album was all about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here it is on the Love Zone USA. We're going to come back and talk more to Bob Baldwin. Much of what he's about, and we're going to do it right now with this inspiration. It's entitled "Stand Tall." on LoveZoneUSA.com.
Welcome, welcome. Who do we have on the line? This is Mike T. When I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
Hey, this is Motown recording artist Kim. Tune in to the LoveZoneUSA.com, and I'll talk with you soon. Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows. Singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. And just in a quick email, the sales at the LoveZoneUSA.com, and someone will be happy to get you sponsored so you can have your... Uh, business website exposed all over the internet spotify uh, iheart we're on TuneIn, stitcher you name it we're all over the place and i'm going to bring my guest back on you just heard a song brazilian jazz by mr bob baldwin we're going to get more into his music and he i must mention that he is a nominee nominee for a grammy this year um bob will this be the first time you've been nominated for a grammy or I that's uh that is a misnomer. I am definitely not nominated this year, unfortunately. Oh no. I don't, I don't, uh, no, no, that def, definitely not uh, definitely not true. I was nominated years ago when I was produced some music for for Will Downing back in 2000. So that might have wow. been uh, that was a misnomer there. But no, nah, I wish I was. Maybe next year we'll see. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you've been at it for a while. You do, you do. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna come around. So, so tell me. Besides Will Downing, I was. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, brother. So, so uh, besides Will Downing, that was one of the questions I was going to get into in this segment. Um, what other vocal vocalists would you like to produce or work with that you haven't worked with? Because I've seen you've worked with many. And uh, I, I'm just curious as to who 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 would be next up on your wish list. That's a good question. That's a real good question. The one I haven't really put much thought to recently. Um, I've worked with so many great ones like Phil Perry, Howard Hewitt, um, you know, Will Downing, of course. Uh, you know, R- Rochelle Farrell, it would be nice to do do a collab with her. And uh, Diane Reeves is someone else that I admire very much. Those two are probably next in line, I would say, at this point. Um, I like the vibe that uh, Eric Benet has. He's got an interesting, interesting sound. I know he used to do a lot of work mm-hmm. with Jeff Dorver, you know, many years ago when he was first coming up. Uh, be interesting to see what kind of sound we'd come up with too. Um, so that's all I can think of right now, off the top of my list. Okay, okay, and and that's what I, you know. For me, being a jazz, uh, you know, jazz musician and understanding jazz and working in R and B most of my life, you know, from either promotion or as a disc jockey, WNJR, I've always said to you know the the musicians and artists that do jazz or have a jazz you know background, 
that they can add more to another genre of music than most other people if they tend to delve in it. And while I was at CBS Records, you know, I had a conversation with Maurice White. And, um, uh, you know, my, my job was head of disco promotion at the time because I was in the 70s. So I went to okay. Maurice at, at, at backstage at the garden, and I said, you know, naturally my job being disco promotion, that didn't mean R&B, that didn't mean jazz, that meant disco. And I said right. to uh, Maurice, I said, why don't you cut a disco record? And he said uh, to me, naturally, you got to understand my thinking. If I don't have disco music, right. and that's my department, I might not have a job. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's and right. he said to me, he says, Mike, now you know we're not a disco act. I said, Maurice, <laughs> disco is, you know, this 4-4 bass drum, I think you guys could do so much more with it if you just, you know, you don't have to be a disco artist. Just put one on the album. Needless to say, Would you know, let's groove to Boogie Wonderland, let's oh, groove let's tonight. tonight. Oh, let's groove. Okay. Once he okay. did it, okay. once he did it, he got a couple of them, and I said, you know, and then one of my yeah. one of my selling points was with you guys fusing jazz with R and B. You can't tell yep. me, Maurice, that if you do a disco record, you're gonna elevate. Mm-hmm. Hello, <laughs> let's groove tonight. Yeah. Boogie Wonderland. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the rest is the rest is history. They both went gold too. So, you know, I Those always two say are classic Jack, absolutely, absolutely. And and his first thing came out of his mouth to me, he said, Mike, we're not a disco act. I'm not trying to make you a disco act. I just want one off the album right. for me to work. <laughs> and exactly. I'm with you on that one. And to your point, uh, Quincy Jones did produce the, uh, the best-selling album of all time. And this is a, this is a guy that comes from a big band, you know, background. So uh, to your Great. point, yeah, you are absolutely correct. Thanks. Thank you. I, I've been saying in my uh-huh. entire life, when Smooth Jazz came around, CD 101, and I started hearing it, and, and what I thought the Smooth Jazz program is about is that they went Smooth Jazz, and I thought that was great. I thought, you know, because to me, like I said, you know, um, Rover kind of kind of fused, fused R&B and jazz together for that segment. I yep. still go back to saying that Earth, Wind, and the Fire, and Cooling the Game probably to me were the first in R&B to kind of use some jazz progressions, but most of their songs were like mm-hmm. R&B sound. Grover kind of True. fused it to open up that format. So what I, what right. I didn't like when, when, when the station started dropping off the air, because I love smooth jazz, was that they weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't opening up. They, they were being too what I call segregated. It was smooth jazz only. And, and I'm saying right. at that time, you could add a Luther. You could add some of this R and B. Not all, just a few, to to keep that keep, the, keep add on to your listening. But they stayed right. true to the, they stayed true to their soul, which was smooth jazz. And you know, needless to say, it kind of it kind of waned. It built its own audience. But I'm just saying there was some, and eventually, you know, it caught on. With the Will Downing started, you know, doing kind of R and B ish jazz and. But I'm just saying there right. were some other art records that I thought could fit into that format that would have widened their audience. But I'm not going to get too deep into that because the next record I now are you are you speaking of the time before or after they did that New York Chill because that that was the that was the beginning of the end for them. That before. was around oh three oh four ish when they uh, right. they went Be- to all these like lounge records, cats out of you know Europe. No solos. Yeah. It was just a bunch of grooves. Yeah, and not no, only no, they, 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 they kill it, 
they not only killed it with that, they 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 insulted everybody in Connecticut and New Jersey listening to the to the to the station. I was like, what the heck are you guys doing? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get too far off the deep end on that. But I, this record here, this one has, has me interested. Before we get to more of your music, Lori Williams featuring Will Downing, Mesa, Troy Soul, uh, Elder. Where's yes. that smile? How did that come about? Right. Well, uh, Lori had the song in her uh, in her computer that she had not put out, and um, it was kind of a response to what was going on in 2016 with all the marches and the Me Too movement, and just everything that's going on around the country, even you know even more so today. And um, she wanted to put together a little you know mini We of the World kind of vibe uh, using some of some of the folks that she admired listening to and she was uh she had a long standing relationship with with Mesa. In fact she used to sing in her uh in her band many, many years ago. And um being I was good friends with Will Downey, I was able to uh create a bridge between the both of them and they, they just absolutely adore each other. And they sound they sound they have this very similar um, you know, vocal uh, timbre. It's really, really very interesting sound that they have together. And um, Brother Soul Edler is is singing with uh, Mason background with her now. She he he they've known each other for probably ten fifteen years. And then the uh, the gentleman from the Voice um, from that from that market, uh, Rishon uh, Lamar. Um, yeah. They you know she she's been friends with them for uh, for many years. Um, so it was nice to to pull them all together and just do a little uh, you know. A current current version of, of We Are the World, just just to bring bring the uh, the vocals together. It was it was it was fun putting the, the whole thing together. I got you. And before I get into that song, because uh, I love it, um, arranging, producing, and then performing, you do them mm-hmm. all very well. Uh, which one do you mm-hmm. like the most? Question. Um, they all have a different kind of side. Um, the 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 arranging and production piece allows me to pretty much come up, come up with anything I can come up with and, and get it on record and create a vibe and um, and just try to bring the best out of the artists that I work with. Um, whether it's a vocalist, a pianist, a guitarist, uh, it doesn't matter. Just want to just try to bring the best out of that person's talent and and get it captured on tape. Uh, remind me, I got a story for you about Gerald Albright playing solo on Funkin' with Jamaica. Uh, table that for for, for later. Um, okay. But yeah, the production and arranging is, is 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 that element. But then when you when you when you're live, you're connecting directly with your audience at that time, and you're just kind of just catching a, a frequency. Everybody's on the same frequency together. And that has a different kind of spirit. Um, and having having played on several different continents and, and many different countries, the the outcome is always the same. Uh, music is the universal language. Uh, when I went down to Brazil many years ago, um, went down there as a musical experiment to uh, just to see what it would be like to fuse my sound with some of the Brazilian cats. And um, I knew one guy down there. Who uh, hooked me up with a studio, and this guy had a ridiculous phone book. He said, "Who do you want to work with?" I'm like, oh, "Don't, don't go there with that." 
<laughs> ended up working with Quarto Mariano and uh, oh, wow. Armando Marcel, and then the cats from Azimuth, uh, Leo Gambleman, uh, Marcos Ariel, who's a killer piano player, but he also plays a nasty flute. Um, so that, that just kind of solidified my, my belief that music is the universal language. And so, you know, you know, going back to, going back to the track, it was just, it was just time to put out, put out that song at that time. And it's, it's still, you know, it still resonates. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back with Bob Baldwin. We're definitely going to get into this European thing because I know he travels a lot and I want to get into that. And, uh, as well as other instruments that he plays. And I got so many more questions, but if you'd like to call in and ask Bob some questions, give us a call at 347-539-5729. I know last week was my birthday, and it was my birthday gift. My, my uh, oh, producer got me happy birthday, this uh, audit. I appreciate, appreciate you coming on, Bob. Mm. So right now we're going yes, to get sir. into his version, version of We Are the World. It's entitled, Where's That Smile? On the Love Zone USA. Mm.
Hi, this is Mesa. When I want to be loved good, I spend my evenings with Mike T on the LoveZoneUSA.com. He knows how to love you right.
That's Abbey Road here on the LoveZoneUSA.com by Mr. Bob, Bob Baldwin, and I'm going to bring him back on the line. Bob, tell me about that song. Yes, sir. you got a disc and everything. Uh, tell me about how that you, you, you ventured into the Beatles. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, we, we spoke earlier about uh, WABC AM radio in New York and uh, Southern Brucey and Harry, Harry Harrison, I think his name was. I don't remember yep. the name from back in the day, going back, you know, <laughs> forty plus years. Um listened to a lot of Beatles uh back in the day and just, you know you know, those songs just kinda stick in your brain for fifty years, man. And uh after a while I was like, you know, maybe um I can I can make something interesting out of this uh this catalog and just add, you know, by just recreating the, the vibe using the piano. And so, um you know, I want I wanted to do a, a pop pop artist and, and, you know, put a jazz spin on it. So uh, the Beatles was my first experiment. Okay. Okay. And I, I know that's on your website. Why don't you tell our audience how they can get your music? Cause I want to get that in um, definitely before you go. So why don't you tell our audience? Cause all the music that we're playing, um, I want to make sure that they have access. So tell them where they can get it at. Very cool. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you can go to uh, bobbaldwin.com. That's B-A-L-D-W-I-N, bobbaldwin.com. There's a uh, there's a store there. You can um, do some downloads or you can uh, order the physical CD. There's some, some hard-to-find stuff over there. So you can go to bobbaldwin.com. There's a store there. Also, doing a free music giveaway, if you text the word uh, jazz to the number 77453, that's jazz seven seven four five three. I will uh, shoot you six free tracks, downloaded, wow. and uh, you know what they say: if you uh, if you're streaming it, you don't own it. <laughs> so you better get this one because <laughs> it's uh, it's it's yours when you get it. So I got so much more to talk to you about, and I know we don't have all the time in the world. I said I was going to tell Rick, you know, just an hour interview, but I knew that was going to be hard. But anyway, you're a DJ as well. I I kind of tripped over that. Why don't you tell our audience about your your DJing uh, adventure and show and channel and, and all of that good stuff? Say, say that one more time about the what again? Uh, you're DJing, if I'm correct. Are oh yeah, you doing yeah, a radio yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I went to I went to went to school for business administration and fell in love with radio. At Geneva College outside of uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, came home after running out of money, not having enough to uh, pay my my uh, my school bill. I came back to New York and landed an internship at WBLS when Percy Sutton was still owning the station. Gotcha. Percy Sutton was a uh, 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 Tuskegee Airman, uh, and which was uh, also the status of my. My stepfather. My father was a great musician, but my stepfather, when my mom remarried, was also a Tuskegee Airman. And these guys are telling me some, you know, some horror stories from back in the day. And of course, they they shared the same same plight, being able to uh, fly, you know, fly fly during the uh, service time, but couldn't come home and, and get a, a pilot job. Strangest strange thing, and they they missed out on so much, so much economically. Um, but these guys are all so brilliant. My stepfather turned out to be, you know, one of the first African Americans to uh, integrate Syracuse University and IBM back in the back in the forties. And mm-hmm. so he and uh, 
he and Percy were good friends, and uh, Percy opened the door up for me to uh, obtain this internship, and um, I fell in love with it even more. And then I, you know, I got hip to uh, Frankie Crocker, and that was, you know, I, I used to just marvel watching him do what he did every every afternoon. Uh, the man had had an amazing knack for radio, and uh, just kind of stuck with it for a while there, and actually worked at Ten Ten Winds doing some news, just the uh, news writing. I wasn't on the air. But I was uh, okay. doing news writing at Ten Ten Winds, which is an all news station. So I went from a, I went from a, <laughs> an R&B radio station, the biggest one in the country, to <laughs> the biggest news station in the country, both both based in New York. Um, well, so those are great experiences, and you know I went, you know eventually off did music for a while, but always kept the radio chops, you know pretty hot and. Picked it back up right around like 1998 when I was uh, asked to do a jingle for CD 101, and I kind of caught the bug all over again. Um, I was fortunate enough to in, to uh, introduce smooth jazz to the island of Bermuda in 2005. I was asked to come down and program a station there, so I did that remotely for a couple years. Um, did some programming down in uh, Jacksonville at um, a uh, smooth jazz station down there, and this is right wow. before the, uh, the the real estate downturn in uh, in '08. I was I was on a roll, and then all wow. all, all the stations just disappeared overnight. You remember that? Yeah, right? that was yeah, that was crazy to me. Yeah, that so was um, it was right at that it was right at that point where I started to uh, I was developing this this new urban jazz sound, which is a fusion of jazz music that had an urban sound and some urban music that had a jazz sound, kind of like just what we were talking about before. It was, it was right. like right. the, smooth, the right. smooth jazz thing wasn't catching all the artists, and they weren't catching the Will right. Downings, they weren't catching the Michelle Pharrells, and they weren't catching right. the George Dukes by and large, you know. So new urban jazz became a fusion of, of both of those elements, and I threw in some, some Brazilian music just to make it, make it sexy, give it a little extra, okay. you know, cha-cha. Okay, you know, and you know, you know, growing up in New York, you just hear all kinds of music. I mean, I, I grew up Absolutely. going down to the Bronx and checking out some of the great Latin jazz down there with Tito Puente and some of my friends down there. Absolutely. You know, so the experience of you know New York music just uh, allowed me to just create this really really cool sound. And now we're on forty five stations around the country. God willing, we'll get to a few more. But um, it's been it's been a fun ride, and uh, we just celebrated ten years in October. That is cool. That is really cool, man. Yeah. I saw that. I said, "Yeah, yeah, we got we got room for a musician with a real ear over here." <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So they can check out the newurbanjazz.com if they want to, you know, check out the check out the show. Thank you for plugging that, man. I appreciate that. Oh no, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I know with people with ears, you know, it's it's getting less and less with what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yes, you yes, know, yes. I, I, like, I like to make people aware when you when you get to somebody who has a musical background, you're gonna get a get a different flavor. It's a different flavored restaurant, uh-huh. and I can almost assure you that the, the food's gonna be good musically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on, brother. Thank um, you. So uh, Europe um, and traveling and 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 jazz over overseas. I would still mm-hmm. think that. It's a little bigger over there, and when you travel, my question is, because I know, you know, as a musician, you go look out the window of your hotel, or you go to the beach when you, you're not doing sound checks and all this running around you got to do. 
have you had any songs inspired you while you travel? And what what song would that Absolutely. be? Absolutely. Uh, probably the biggest song that I was inspired to write was when I was in South Africa in, in the year 2000, seven years removed from apartheid. Um, I was I was down there for about three days and just felt this uh, different kind of energy from from the South Africans, having mm. now uh, you know reacquainted themselves with the uh, with quote unquote freedom after being gotcha. um, you know in the in the dark from 1967 to 1993 and so many South Africans left the country to come to the U.S. and uh, you know create a sound for themselves, including. Jonathan Butler later on and uh, Hugh Masekela earlier on. And so right. um, the vibe over there was just so cool. And it was just, it was just, it was like a new, uh, a new country over there. And it just inspired me to write this tune called Ukapila, the healing song. I wrote that in my, uh, I wrote that in my hotel, like the third night and we played it the, the next day. And the response from the, from the South Africans was like crazy. So, I ended up putting it on on record, and was uh, and I ended up recording it later on, like in '09, in um, in South Africa with uh, a brother named Lucy Kamalo, who played for a while with uh, Paul Simon. And Paul Simon was deeply into his uh, South African vibe, and uh, Lucy has a brother named Bakiti uh, uh, Kamalo, who still plays with him, and so uh, both of them played on this on on that. On that project, um, it's a tune called Ukapila. It's on my Never Had a Season disc. It's also on the um, uh, Music with a Message disc as well. And how is that spelled, Bob? Yes, U K U P H L I A. The Healing Song. Okay, I'm going to look that up. We got to get that one. Yeah, yeah, I see it. And in fact, I'm some South African, uh, some cats from down there uh, singing, singing in uh, in uh, Swahili, man. It's, it's just, it's just such a spiritually beautiful tune. It just, and they took it to another place. So, so let me get this straight. You were inspired by because I know musicians start, you know, different places when they write songs. Was it the singing? Was it the rhythm? What 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 caught you to to inspire you to write that song? Uh, initially, it was just uh, it was you know it's kind of in a weird uh, time meter. It's not like a standard four four. It's got like a five four thing going on, and so okay. that was the first thing that kind of hit me when I was down there. Just how they were just you know interweaving uh, different kinds of rhythms other than four four. And so that was the that was the first inspiration. Then a melody just kind of hit me like it was like two o'clock in the morning, man. And I woke up and sang it in my phone, and uh, we, uh, we we played it that night. In fact, uh, Lucy was on the gig, the drummer, and uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. We played at this, this this club, and these, they were already into the American jazz vibe. So when we when we said, "Hey, we got something we we wrote just last night in the hotel," and they just they just they were crazy. They they loved it. It was fun, man. Wow. Really, that was probably the most exciting tune that I wrote, you know, in in those in that kind of condition. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I got another one that I want to talk about, and well, actually two of them since you did the one with Michael Jackson, yeah. but the the other one, New York Minute, hmm, one of my favorites. <laughs> that is, 
And being that you from New York, I want to get into this song next, but uh, tell our audience what inspired to write you that <laughs> New York minute, I can imagine. Well, I was uh, I was on the subway, believe it or not, going uh, that kind of figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just had the it just had that motion. It was you know 120 beats a minute. Everything's going crazy fast. You know, people are jumping on off the train, and you know everybody's sitting down on the train just doing their own thing, and people talking, and uh, you know it's just just a whole lot of moving going on, and everybody's going just frantically in all kinds of directions, but just you know at the same time keeping it all together, man. That's you know a New York minute, man. You can get a lot done in a minute in New York, especially on the train. That was definitely that was definitely the vibe. On that too, man, and the features Reagan Whiteside on the flute. Well, we're going to come back with Bob one more time, ladies and gentlemen. I want to, I want to do this song, and then we're going to come back and close with Bob. Right. One more question for him when we return here inside the Love Zone okay. USA. We're going to take you on that New York Minute ride right about now because this is one of my favorites. Here inside the Love Zone USA, we got a New York Minute. We're coming back with Bob Baldwin, and we're going to close out the show this evening, but let me give you a taste of New York and the subway here on the Love Zone USA.
That's Bob Baldwin in New York Minute. He inside the Love Zone USA. Bob, it's been a pleasure having you on the show this evening. Uh, boy, it, thank you, brother. Really great. I uh, loved having you. Love your music. Love your music. Well, can you tell our audience where you'll be performing at next? And is there a tour, or what's what's up on your agenda? Uh, just doing a lot of studio work right now. Nothing on the horizon yet, but I do have some things coming up. Uh, hoping something, you know, in New York very shortly, as we always uh, attempt to do. But um, sure. just uh, stay tuned to the BobBallwin.com website, and we'll be uh, posting some dates very, very, very soon. Gotcha. And, and I, I in the meantime, you- I'll be uh, I'll be a big old studio rat. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. You do the uh, Capital Jazz Fest. Uh, I guess you've done that uh, on occasion, or yes, actually, uh, I haven't done the Jazz Fest in a while. But maybe doing the cruise, uh, not this one that's coming up uh, this month, January, but uh, 2020. So that is a okay. that is definitely on the radar, and I think that's going to happen. In okay. fact, uh, myself well, and Lord William well, you got a home here, so when it comes out of the studio, uh, we got to stay in touch. I would love to, you know, get on it because uh, you got a home okay. home here that lives up in USA for sure. Bob, I thank well, I you so you. much for coming on the show and uh, appreciate you. And we'll definitely be in touch. And um, to all your fans out there, you can always get his music at BobBaldwin.com. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate you. It, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you, Mike. You got it, man. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end this particular segment with one of the songs that he talked about uh, that he was inspired to write in um, uh, South Africa. I'm going to give you a little bit of it right now. You can feel it here on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Here it is.
Big Daddy Kane. And trust me, when it comes to love, there's no half-stepping on the love zone. USA.com.
That song is entitled The Way She Looked at Me. Well, if she looked at me like the way that record's going, I know it's time for us to leave and go somewhere. <laughs> That's Bob Baldwin here inside the Love Zone USA. Man who's been in this business over 30 years doing it, doing it musically. Glad and a pleasure to have him on the show. And hopefully you, uh, when I ask him that question about who he listens to on R&B and funk, you can hear some of that funk in there. You can hear some of that funk right there. Don't think that jazz musicians only do jazz. Trust me, it's in their music. You're going to feel the groove. We're going to love to have Bob back, and uh, I know he's in the studio now, so we're looking forward to whatever he's cooking up in there. Here inside the Love Zone USA, it's yours truly, Mike T, on this uh, Thursday evening. Yeah, celebrating the week after my birthday. Woo, what a birthday. Mm, got one of my favorite artists on the air <laughs> here inside the Love Zone USA. And another one of my favorite shows, beside all of them on the uh, Love Zone USA channel, is the Girlfriend, the Girlfriend Network as well as Plus Size Life. The Girlfriend Network features uh, Charisma and Nacon. That's every Monday at 930. Be sure to check them out. The ladies are there to you know, help you uh, stay connected. It's the Girlfriend Network where women stay connected. And uh, don't forget about my man Wednesday night on Rolls Royce. He takes you on a, on a ride down the Memphis, to Motown, the Philly International, all the oldies but goodies. You don't get it any better. Cool soul. Yeah, we call it the Soul Paradise. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. till 9. And uh, I'm going to get into some some new music here on Love Zone USA, the kind of music that you're going to hear on Plus Size Life. That's where you, our first magazine show we hear, business, news, love, dating, fashion, health, with our hosts, Zahela and Jackie. Be sure to check them out every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 p.m. We're going to keep you up to date with what's going on in each of those uh, categories. So if you're missing something, you can get it all right here, Tuesday night. And from time to time, they have special guests as well. It's all on the Love Zone USA channel, and uh, we invite you to tell your friends about it and be sure to be here. Well, it's football season, and we've got one more weekend left. Uh, before we get into the championship games, and it uh, looks like it's going to be uh, Drew Brees and the Saints, New Orleans Saints, against the uh, um, – they're going to be playing the Los Angeles Rams. And then we got uh, New England Patriots. They're going to be playing uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So who do you have this weekend? Well, i tell you what. I'm thinking it's going to be a New York Giants Super Bowl. <laughs> I know you all saying, what is he talking about, New York Giants? Well, there are two coaches in this weekend that used to coach for the Giants, students of Bill Parcells, Sean Payton of the uh, New Orleans Saints, and Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. I got a feeling that both of them are going to come out victorious, and we're going to have a New York Giants Super Bowl. That's right. See, you think you got rid of the Giants, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, off that tree, unless you correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Bill Parcells, with all the coaches and rings that they have, he has more rings underneath him with his philosophy than any other coach in the history of the NFL. Go look it up. Yeah, that's right. Bill Parcells has two. Tom Coughlin has two. Bill Belichick's got about five or six, seven, five. Sean Payton's got one. That's ten rings right there. 
So just understand, the Giants are always in the Super Bowl, some way, somehow. <laughs> I love to mess with you. I love to mess with you, especially since the Dallas Cowboys have gone fishing. Anyway, we got some time left. I got some music for you. I'm going to play some music that you'll hear on the go. Well, actually, you'll hear this song on Plus Size Life. Yeah, this is a new song that uh, you know you can hear over there. It's entitled "No Lie" by Sean Paul, featuring Dwalipi Lipa. And uh, I'm going to give it to you right now on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Feel your eyes, they all over me, don't be shy, take control of me, get the vibe, it's gonna be lit tonight. Baby girl, you give me ten ton of fatness, give me some of that, thanks with the badness, look how she at, shape like a dead person, I just that, it's a good piece of mental sand that they cap. Hot piece of game, I'm a love boy, you chat, but you never step on the paper, the way you got, pain in my brain, my memory not detached, mainly my aim is to give it this love, if not, dig the way you move, let me acknowledge the way you do, then I would not lie, baby, you, baby, I'm like God, it's how we not dig the way you move, it's why I wanted to get to you, and I would not lie,
yo soy hombre porque está a tu lado Perdí tu amor, soy un pobre diablo Sin tu amor yo no soy nada Go crazy. I really go crazy. 